Merry Christmas! Welcome to our first Christmas giveaway special where Santa will reach in his sack if we answer your question and pull out a special present for you. So welcome to our Christmas special. We do have Santa or otherwise known as Dan from Okanagan Dissupply. And we will be reading out some of your questions and answering your questions. And if you're lucky, Dan will grab his into his sack and pull out a gift for you. <laughs> um, and as always, I'm here with... Carrie Neal. And today... Dan, Dan Coombs. Dan Coombs from Okanagan Dissupply, our sponsor. Let's start off on the teapad and what we've been up to the past couple of weeks. Kerry, you've got a couple of exciting things, I think, to share. Yeah. So um, I'm going to be with Westside Discs for another year. I got my contract. So that was really exciting. The waiting game, it, I hated it, but it was worth it. And um, this morning, I actually recorded uh, Approachables, the podcast with Paige Pierce and Joe Henderson. I was their guest this morning. With the episode coming out probably around February. Cool. And yeah. congrats on being signed by Westside Discs Thank again. You. So is it always a yearly thing? Yeah. So um, I'm just at the ambassador levels. Yeah. So it's, yeah, year by year. You're the end of the season. We have a written review that we answer questions. And then we had a, a not a face-to-face, -face, like a Zoom with the team managers, Gabe and Jesse. And we got to talk to them for 15, 20 minutes about what was going on and what we want to do next year. And then they review everything and then they send out um, an application and you have to actually fill it out and send it in. And, you know, if you don't fill it out, they assume that you don't want to be on the team. And I, we filled it out and then they sent out an email and said, we'll let everyone know inside the next week. And it was probably about a week and three days, a week and four days. But yeah. Cool. But yeah. Who, but who was counting? <laughs> yeah. Not me. <laughs> so we have, you're with Westside Discs and we have another local player chad smoliak who's with dynamic discs yes no yeah. one for latitude no one locally for latitude no no, no. I, no. I believe we have a latitude sponsored player in ontario steve mcneil and how did it go with Paige and joe really good um more talking about how i got into disc golf and into tournament directing and how what i did for women in disc golf early on and what i'm still doing and talked about crush and the tco and attracting players and creating a festival experience that environment that players want to have and it was really cool it was really fun to talk to them we spent probably about 50 minutes cool yeah it was so. fun it's fun to see Paige and talk to her i haven't seen her since i talked to her like that since probably 2019 when she was here so yeah it was fun yeah. and dan what have you been up to the past couple of weeks um Playing disc golf on weekends, doing doubles. Had an indoor putting on Wednesday nights. Yeah. And myself and yourself, obviously, yeah. doing the Scott Stokely clinics. So that's been... Yeah. So did you play today in doubles? I did. And who did you partner with, with today? With Chad Smoliak. How did that go? It went well. Went well. Did you finish in the prize money? We did not. Okay. No, there was a team that uh, was minus 16 today, so that was... Well, who, <laughs> Enough, who was right? that? Troy and uh, Chase. 
Nice. Good, good team. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good team for sure. Yeah. yeah. And you guys are at Mac Island? Yeah. And it's in good shape? Oh, yeah. I didn't even need boots or a jacket today. It was amazing. Nice. Wow. It was icy, but it was good. That's cool. And Dan mentioned the putting league, which hasn't really started, but we're, we're going up to a gym every Wednesday and playing some fun games, playing, I don't know what you call it, indoor ultimate or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, and I bought myself a flubby wubby a flubby wubby nice yeah so i can take that up there and throw it at people without hurting them um <laughs> a dynamic disc flubby wubby cool. does anybody else do a disc like that no no not that i've seen no and then you mentioned scott stokely dan myself justin paulo and darren are doing five of us from the community uh taking part in the six months scott stokely I can't remember the exact type, name of the course, but it's a six-month course. How's it going for you? Good. Yeah? Yeah. Definitely a learning curve as he breaks everything down. It's it's quite interesting. Yeah. Scott breaks it down into like almost like dance steps at the beginning <laughs> and then slowly takes those away. But he wants everything ingrained. And I haven't thrown a disc on a course or on a field even since we started, and that's been three weeks now I think so how are you finding throwing a disc on a course are you just going back to your old habits or are you trying to no I'm trying to add the things that we've been doing but it's it's throwing me off because it's not finished yet yeah yeah <laughs> I'm it's hard I bet right it's hard because you want throwing you go out yeah. and you want to throw well and then when you start to introduce or change you don't throw as well and that can be frustrating yeah. in itself yeah. right I think it's cool. So along with Andrew Semenek. Semenek, there's six of you from Kamloops, like six people in this small disc golf community yeah. that have, that have or are doing the program. I think it'd be interesting in the end to have everyone sit down on the podcast and see what they got from it. Definitely. Well, it'll be interesting, you know, because the result is to become a better disc golfer, hit the lines, add a little bit more distance, improve your putting, improve your forehand, which should mean lower scores. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what yeah. what we kind of score and how we go out there and play in the spring. I've decided if I'm coming out to doubles, I'm just going to do the stage two almost, where you get to the part where you're going to throw and then you pause and check and then throw. Let's just see how that goes. We'll see. It's not like we could make fun of you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> This, yeah, I, I, that's a, that, no, that's okay because uh, should I bring up the doubles when? Hey, let's move on. Let's go to the next yeah. category. Okay. So, Clive, what have you been up to besides Scott Stokely? What have you oh, been up to? Disc golf wise, well, yeah, I, I can't announce something personal. Okay. Um, but I'll tell you guys after anyway. So there, listeners. Yeah, so there, listeners. Yeah. I'm gonna. I have to cut that out. Um, you later. But apart from that, just getting ready for Christmas, disc golf. Oh, I got my Secret Santa stuff arrived today. So I got a Buzz SS, a um, poutine basket. Which is, that's a deadly stamp. That is so it is. Cool. It's a great It's a great stamp. It's a, it looks like a disc golf basket, but it's basically a poutine basket. It's from Quebec, and it was a PDGA B tier tournament in 2020 and it's a Raider which is a 13 speed so Scott Stokely is going to have to help me to throw that I was gonna say, and then goodness, I, I got an that. awesome Big Z Discraft Zeus stamp 
um, which is n another. I've never seen that stamp. That's a cool that, stamp. That is a really cool stamp. Someone was telling me the Big Z is a little bit less stable, the plastic. Yeah. So, But it's still probably a meat hook for me being speed 12 right it's now good to know your so, limits. <laughs> yeah so no but great gifts and i got some chocolates and i got a bigfoot you know kind of chalk bag so Sweet. yeah and i know my secret santa got his and was happy uh, my my recipient got theirs so. so i've got my secret santa from respect her game i did that secret santa but i have not received my secret santa from uh canadian Called Super Santa, yeah. and I know it hasn't been shipped yet because my admin told me so. They're waiting on something, so that makes me even more anxious to want to get it. Yeah, <laughs> I got my one from it was a from someone in Guelph, Ontario. Yep, which was cool. A couple Thomas Gilbert signed discs in there, it was kind of cool. I did nice. my collection of Thomas discs, so <laughs> and Sweet. I'm still waiting on my trilogy one, which apparently is from someone on the pro team. Someone super cool, yeah. Carrie uh -huh. knows, knows who it is, and they'll tell us, <laughs> yeah. Nope, not telling. Question for you. Are there any, being an owner of a store, disc golf store, what do you get? What discs do you get you? Well, the, this one actually was cool because there was two signed ones. Signed yeah. from yeah. Thomas. Yeah. One, a very cool stamp that I'd never cool. seen before of yeah. one of Thomas's discs. So that'll go right into the glass cabinet. And yeah. Yeah. No, even though I know it's always, you go, what are they going to get me that I don't have access to already? It's one of the questions but it's always just fun taking part in it and yeah you get what you get and the good with the bad and the thought yeah well carrie and i got you a gift for christmas we didn't get you discs, discs. what but if you want to open discs. it right now and let us know whether <gasps> you like it and while he's opening his i'll let you guys know i've got me a gift and if you listen to the holland hanley episode she talks about chasing excellence so that's Dan opening his gift. And uh, Clive bought me the book, Chasing Excellence. So I'm really excited to dig in. And um, this is going to be my Christmas read. This is pretty cool. So what did you get? What's happening? Uh, two cans of tomato juice. <laughs> <laughs> Walter Caesar mix. Some Caesar squeezer. That sounds interesting. Yep. I did that this morning. <laughs> Foster's asparagus. Someone apparently knows I like Caesars. Cocktail stirs that look like pickles. Pickles and olives. Yep. And, oh my. The nicest bottle of water I've ever seen. <laughs> it says vodka on the bottom of it. It's local. It's local from Redbridge Distilling. Yeah. Redbridge Distilling, yeah. It's good stuff. It looks like someone sipped a little bit out there and resealed it. Yeah. <laughs> and some Caesar rim. That's it. And a $50 bill. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no 50 No 50 But great Caesar mixing here. Yes. Yeah. Thank yes. you, guys. You're welcome. No, you're welcome, and thank oh, you for everything Thank you for you supporting us. Yeah. So, are crazy. Like, I always tell people, hopping on the crazy train with me. <laughs> Is there still room with you? You want it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so, yeah, I can't think of anything else in the past two weeks. Got some more Scott Stokely happening next week. A new video drops, so do that. And I don't think there's any more indoor disc golf until, until January 11th. January 11th, the then the league starts league. up. You're going to yeah. do the putting league? I am going to do the putting league, yeah. yeah. And I will. And that all the details year. will be on OKDS socials, right? Yeah. 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 So that won't be 
a drop in that's you're gonna have to pay up front for the six yeah. weeks and come take part and hone yeah. your putting it's going to be interesting because we're using the putt confidently caps are yes they call caps they actually started rolling yeah. in the shop here last week and yeah i saw them and i I've... they look very intimidating yeah they do yeah, i mean do. the whole Basically, it's a, a, a kind of a cover that, like a almost like a barbecue cover for your um, basket. Basket with holes that seem to be about the size of a disc. Yeah. So, you know, you could if you're probably an inch either side, it'll a couple of inches either side, it'll still go in, but it'll be intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. If but, you've got a hydro pot, you got to go in the side hole. Yeah. <laughs> That's I never thought about that because yeah. that makes you want to putt flat. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Because you don't want to hide a putt in the wind. Or on a side hill. Yeah. I know. It breaks my heart when I see putting league, these people hyzer putting. And I was like, oh, just wait till you get out to a course where everything's on side slopes <laughs> and you hyzer putt. It's uh, awful. Yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be really cool. Um, but yeah, um, Merry Christmas to both of you. Merry Christmas yeah. to you too. Christmas, and let's Thanks. spread some Christmas spirit to our listeners. Um, yeah. they, uh, our listeners have sent in a bunch of questions. I think Carrie and I we'll probably read out one at a time and then we'll all three of us will answer and then uh, santa will reach in his sack pull out a gift for if we read your question out so let's have a look here the first question i have and i'm going to pick it at random is because we just opened up a caesar this is from brett hannah and we do have a couple of questions from brett which will probably be but he's only going to get one gift though yeah. um but from brett hannah the shoe swap slinger what beverage would pair well with your game and why? Let's start with Kerry because she's a drinker. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> no labels, please. Um, I thought about this one and uh, I'm a bubbles drinker, so champagne or sparkling wine. So I have a two-part answer. Okay. If it's a good round, I'm happy, bubbles. If it's uh, a round where I feel like going to kick my bag, a beer. Like, seriously, I just need a cold beer just to get over it. But if I'm celebrating and having a good game, it's bubbles. I'm always knowing, like, at a tournament, I always have bubbles waiting in the car. Not that I win very often, but <laughs> well, <that's laughs> there's always very bubbles. very presumptuous of you. I had bubbles. Oh, hey, if you're not coming to win, don't come. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I had bubbles waiting in the car once. My wife got her. And I had to take her back to the club. That is awesome. <laughs> so that's yeah. It's either wasn't, that, wasn't Bubbles the name of um, Trailer Park Boys? No, oh, Bubble, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> this is Bubbles the dancer, but well, I thought Bubbles okay. was the name of Michael Jackson's monkey. Oh, yeah, yes. it was yeah, too. Yeah, so you either have Bubbles from Trailer hey, Park or a monkey. Mine is the kind that comes from champagne in a bottle <laughs> with a cap. I've got Bubbles in the car. Yeah. <laughs> what anyway, have I done. So, anyways, yeah. So it's either going to be a sparkling wine or a beer. That's going to be my answer. Dan, um, if I have a good game, it'd probably be a Caesar, and then a bad game like a Caesar. yourself, Clyde. But then I would have a Caesar. I can't end. wait till I kick your ass next season. <laughs> this uses his motivation. Yeah. Motivation. yeah. And I'll have bubbles in the car waiting. <laughs> yeah, for, you, for you, not for exactly. me. <laughs> okay, Clive. Okay. Last year, I would have probably had something like, even though it's not good, like a, a Diet Coke or something sweet, because I was probably very salty when I came off the course. <laughs> Could have uh, yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. Or something with definitely not a, you know, if I had wine, it wouldn't have the woody flavor because... Yeah, there's too much wood on the course anyway. 
but <laughs> no, if, um, seriously, if if on a hot summer's day you can't beat a cold beer or a gin and tonic, but it's hard to pour a gin and tonic, good gin and tonic, after you come off the course. And we're talking after the game here, after, course, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, 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 not during the game. He, yeah. And Brett even um, specified that off the course, like when yeah. you're done your round. Yeah. yeah, and it's always H two O or Bio Steel. Bio Steel, of course. Bio yeah. Steel. Which you can Not get available. Oh, can I get this supply? Not sponsored by them yet. yet. Yeah, yeah. But I'll be a biosteel ambassador. That's what's honestly. That's what's in my jug all the time is biosteel. I don't yeah. know why. So we'll get into that another time, though. Okay. Um, yeah. So um, let's go into. Congratulations, Brad! You're winning something. The sack and pull out a, di- a, a gift for Brett Hanna. Brett got a. Oh, look at that. That's shiny, eh? Oh. What did he get? A West Side Stag. Nice. A West Side Stag. You're going to love it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what Brett throws. I'm... He's going to throw a West but Side I Stag do, now. But I have his old bag, don't I? Huh? Was that Peach Pierce bag Brett's? Uh, yes. Yeah. Nice. Um, let's go with. Well, let's get, let's get Brett out of the way. Okay. And, okay. He's asked for any updates about the, what's happening in the interior and Okanagan. I think we've covered a few of those things. But when we answer this question, just let you know, we're not voicing the opinion of Kamloops Disc Golf Club or any municipality or anybody. This is just what we've heard or maybe what we know or what we're guessing. So, so anything we can hint at? Um, Kerry, well, about what's going on in the interior in the Okanagan, maybe for next year in courses for and sure. events? Keep your ears open for Summerland and Kelowna. I know they're both working diligently for some land and courses, and that would be fantastic to help make a little tour down. Like, you know, you could do uh, the Vernon area, then you could hit up Kelowna, then you could hit up Summerland, yeah. you could hit up Penticton. And there is, is it Oliver or Soyuz that just put in a little nine hole down I don't there know. too? A municipal. Um, maybe there's one in Soyuz. Or sorry, not a Soyuz, Oliver. Oliver, Oliver yeah. yeah. And, um, oh. Trust with a K. Karameas. 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 Okay. Yeah. So there there you go. Those are two. So there's definitely a little tour you could do. So now you can do the wine tour wine. and disc golf at the same time. Not at the same time. but you, yeah. wine right over here. Yeah. Um, yeah. You could do wine, distilleries, breweries. You could, like, yeah, there's so much district wine villages down there. Yeah. And disc golf, you could go down there and camp. Um, there's also Dick Hart. You know, we're just... We're waiting. We like to under-promise and over-deliver. 2023 for Dick Hart. That's all I'm going to say. Don't plan on it for TCO. It will not be part of TCO. That is a guarantee. Um, what else can we talk about? If you listen to last Good week's night. episode, um, we, the guys from InDesign, Stu and Chris, yep. are working with Whistler yes. on a plan. When that happens, we don't know. Um, they have another super secret plan that they wouldn't tell us about, so we got to find. Hopefully, we'll find out about that soon. But there's now is it 100 mile? No, Williams. Oh, Lake. Williams Lake. Sorry, Williams Lake. I feel a road trip to Williams Lake this summer yeah. coming on. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, so Williams Lake has a, a course that in design of um, put in themselves. So yeah, that that's what I know. I think what we know about courses. Logan you... Lake. Um, I can give a little shout out to Brett. Okay. He's moved to Logan Lake and has kind of taken over that end of things for the KDGC. And there is another course going in in Logan Lake. So there'll be an 18-hole, very beginner-friendly course um, happening. Uh, I'm not going to say where or anything like that to come up. And then some upgrades to 
Copper Ridge are going to be coming um, in time for TCO. So that's going to be exciting. Cool. Yeah. And as far as tournaments go, we have, of course, the TCO, which will be happening May the 5th. 5th to 7th. And yeah. then we have the Crush, which will be happening August in 12th to 13th. 13th. And I was actually looking at the Canadian National, seeing, oh, I wonder if that's going to be close to us. Thunder Bay. Thunder Bay. Thunder yeah. Bay. What? Sorry. I'm... Thunder Bay. It, I'm it's, sure. not, it's not all the way to the East Coast. It's moving its way west. Yeah, Thunder Bay um, were the only ones that bid, I believe. Thunder Bay and Grand Prairie. And Grand Prairie. Yeah. Yes, they both, that's yeah. who bid. So, you know, I, I would love to see it hit this way, closer. Yeah. Um, there's so much that goes into hosting, and people should know that. Like, you have oh, to have a huge team, host hotels, the sponsors, the courses. It's just not as easy as saying, why didn't Kamloops do it? Or why doesn't Calgary do it? There's stipulations that you have to meet in order to be able to host. So, yeah. yeah. But uh, and in between, the KDGC has a calendar coming out really soon. Um, by January, we'll have um, one you can look at in person on the wall at Okanagan Disc Supply. It'll be online um, on our website. But we have get in, get out, get rated style tournaments coming. We have, I believe, like a season opener and a season closer happening for the KDGC. Glow nights. Uh, we have glow night coming. Yeah. It's already been booked. Um, your Halloween glow's already been booked. So there's lots coming. You'll be able to look all the way through to November. And on there, we're also marking anything happening in the Kootenays that we know of. Any A-tiers, like the BC Opens happening. Um, Falcon's Flight. River City Cup, July long weekend. Yeah, so that's... the. It'll all be on that calendar. So cool. it's going to be a busy year for sure. Yeah. So I'm sure you get all that information on the KDGC website and also at Okanagan Disc Supply. Yep. You bet. So Kerry, let's pull another letter from the mailbag. All right. So let's go with Meg McLaughlin. She says, if you go back to when you were first starting out, what would you do differently? Also, what kind of courses do you prefer? Trees and more technical lines or the more open bomber course? Okay, so Kerry, yeah, we'll give you time to think about this because you've got a lot further to think back than us. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dan, how about you? Three years ago, what what would you do differently? Um, talk to more people that have played the game first of all, rather than just go out blindly and start throwing stuff. There's, yeah. There's such a learning curve, and you think everyone first thought is I can throw a frisbee. How hard oh. can it be? <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i watched a few videos you know about starting the lawnmower and all that kind of stuff and but you're so erratic at the beginning if i were doing it and exactly knowing what i was doing now i would seriously and this i would sign up for the scott stokely course because he's paying you no he, he, he isn't <laughs> no because he he breaks it down like you watch show you watch so yeah <laughs> Um, I'm hoping you'll send me some barbecue sauce. So, um, <laughs> he breaks it down like you, you watch so many videos and there's yeah. so many different things that you, you watch. So you can watch one and it says do this, do this. And there were a couple of things. And it wasn't Scott um, that said this, but you know, putting, getting your, planting your foot first to start it. Yeah. Um, I saw a video on that. And when I started really kind of focusing on that, I, I, I was getting like 20, I could tell on holes I was getting close to the pin, you know. Not on long holes, but so, but I just find that this is breaking it down very simply for me. I don't know what, who knows where it's going to be successful. You yeah. know, Scott guarantees it is. So, um, 
so I, I think that paying the money is to me, but if, if I knew something like that existed and I really wanted I, to get into it yep. to be the best I could be, I would do a course, Scott Stoker's course. If it was just leisurely, I would just do what I would did. But, okay. Okay. Now, Gary. what kind of course do you prefer? Do you oh. like a technical course or an open bomber course? Well, I'm not a bomber right now, yeah. you know, so I like... I like those holes like number 10 on rows where you got to throw it up the alley and never throw it up the alley, but your six, or, or <laughs> six, thought is there. Yeah, or six, or, or 16 is very similar on um, MacArthur Island where you've yeah. just got it. You basically got to find your line because when you do that and you play that shot and you park it or you, you know, hit metal, then you go, yeah, you've done something right. Yeah. You know, hole 14 on MacArthur Island where you're on the top of the hill and you're just going, hey, I want to get this down there. You tend to forget about your lines and and you just I kind of throw wildly. So I, I I would prefer I'd prefer a technical, you know, where you got to find your lines personally. And you, Dan, what kind of course? I like the treat stuff, but I also like like Lumbee's got some wide cool, big, I haven't wide played Lumbee yet. I'm it's, sorry. <laughs> I like I like both, but I if it come down if you had to choose at the end of the day, probably the trees. Okay. Like I'd pick Rose over Mac yep. any day of the week. Okay. So thinking back, I started back when there wasn't really anything on the internet for disc golf and we didn't have a lot of disc golfers in the area like um, Dave Ross, Craig Sheether, the guys down in Vancouver. Um, I leaned on them for advice, but something that I would do differently is I would be more consistent. I really do think the consistency, I would lower my expectations and work inside of my abilities and just be more consistent with practice. Um, you don't get better by sitting on the couch and watching YouTube videos. No. You have to do. Um, and that would be what I would have done differently. Uh, I really love a technical course that's fair. I don't like a tight wooded course that has tiny little, call them pecker pole Pecker-pole, trees. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite courses to play is Wycliffe in Cranbrook. It's got, it's treed. But the fairways are wide enough that you can hit your line. You can get distance on your line. Um, I enjoy like hole 10 at Rose Hill. There's yeah. room to get your disc down there if you know how to use your disc and what it does and trust in your shots. And I really do like a little mix of everything, some risk and some reward, yeah. right? I've taken the risk on these tight technical shots. Now give me the opportunity to open my arm up and gain some strokes back because I hit too many trees on the alley, on the alley shot. But yeah, um, I like a really good mix. I open long bombing courses over and over and over are way too boring. Well, let's give a shout out to Megan because mm -hmm. Megan lives in Drumheller in Alberta yes. and they have a disc golf store out there. Yes, they do. Yeah. Um, Cooley discs or five Cooley five discs. So, uh, a shout out to them because they're really promoting the sport in they the Drumheller area. They are. Um, and let's because a similar question. Let's go to Megan's sister, Allison. Yep. Who is a local player in town? Her and her husband have a course that they've developed, a private course that we've played and we've talked about um, before. But Allison says on the or asks, writes in and asks. What are some of the courses on your list to play? We didn't do the prize for Megan. Oh, okay. So we were well, too no. busy giving her a shout out. So yeah, okay. we'll, we'll give we'll give a prize to Megan. I'll cut that. I'll cut Dan out for rudely interrupting <laughs> us. Now, but we'll do, we'll do we'll, we'll do it afterwards. I'll cut okay. all this out. So 
Alison writes in and says, what are some of the courses on your list to play? So, Kerry. Maple Hill is huge. Yeah. I'd love to play Maple Hill. I'd love to play Smugs, up, um, the courses up there where they're going to be playing Worlds in 2023. Um, and I'd love to get down and do, like, Idlewild. So, you know, I, I watch all these courses on TV and... Like, oh, I could hit that line. Could I? I don't yeah. know. Um, I've had the pleasure of playing some really cool courses already. Like, I love Golden Gate Park. If you guys are in San Francisco or anywhere near it, hit it up for sure. Skyline in Napa is really cool. Milo MacGyver, of course. Uh, Pier Park is one of my favorites, all-time favorites down in um, Portland. It's towering. Like, you feel like you are the smallest human on the face of the earth next to these trees and you have to carve your discs around them and it's very cool so but yeah my I, if i could someone say right now we'll send you anywhere you pick it would be maple hill okay so they're kind of let's call i'll call those bucket list mm -hmm. ones for you yep. but what about next year what courses because you mentioned you haven't played lumby no i uh, haven't played lumby but, i need to get out yeah there. but you know what courses maybe next year do you think you'll play that that I haven't that you haven't played. played. Oh wow, you guys. Okay. Um I'm going to the Vegas challenge. I'm not playing in the tournament, but I'd like to hit up some courses in Vegas or a sunset. I know that's an OG course in Vegas I plan on playing. And Vista uh in Phoenix. I'm gonna play there. Cool. So I've played Fountain Hills lots. I have not played Vista. I've only gone and spectated the memorial there, so those will be two I play for sure, and I'm going to get out to Lumbee. I don't know if it'll be for a tournament, but I do need to go play. It's a shame. It's an hour and a half for me, and I haven't yeah. been there. And I'm going to go back to Raptors because I need to play that again. I need some redemption. How about you, Dan? For a wish list course? Well, of course, it, the question was, oh, well, play. I guess it could be either or. Eagles Crossing would be amazing. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. You know, Eagles Crossing, I have no desire to see that, to play that course. Really? And the reason is, it's probably an amazing course, but it's not high on my list because of the Big Skins coverage. Was that the one, Eagles Crossing? Yeah. I know. And that didn't, it didn't do the course justice at all. It looked like a park with a fountain in. But have you gone back and watched the GK Pro coverage of it that they no. released? You oh, need to go watch yeah. it. It's oh, phenomenal. Yeah. There's no comparison. Okay. There's no comparison. I know, but that's, that's just like, I know, it's, I know. It's crappy when you don't have good good yeah. coverage, and don't blame that on the course. And that no, was... no, I know. That's why it's not high on my list, because yeah. I, I, I haven't really seen it. So Yeah, but, no, yeah. The, the coverage of GK Pro put out for free afterwards, okay. they're post-produced. The course is phenomenal. Cool. Yeah. And what else? The other one, there's a group of guys in town talking about going to, it's the Disc Golf Resort <coughs> in Stanwood, Washington. Yes. And it just looks amazing. And it's not, at the end of the day, it's a four-hour drive from here. Like, yeah. it's an hour past Raptors. Like Yeah, exactly. But it's... You can well, you can stay there. It's like, yeah. it's pretty cool. Those are pictures of it. Nice. Yeah. My friend uh, knows the group that, uh, the club that helped that organization and she said if you're only four hours from there you need to get down there so yeah that's very cool cool that, that yeah that's totally doable that's a road trip that's yeah. a weekend yeah they're actually hosting a tournament this year i believe as well nice yeah cool oh any more or um i haven't really thought about a lot but yeah some of the like um the what's it called the toboggan yes of course a deglo oh yeah out in michigan yeah cool. would be just yeah. Yeah. You always see these guys on T 
TV throwing Have at you. Have your respirator ready? It looks like a freaking hike. That yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. Sweet. You, Clive? Well, I haven't golfed that many courses, so I have to go to Raptors. Yep, you do. And don't forget, hit up the boys. Oh, yeah, I'm going to see okay. if Chris and Stu or Chris or Stu are available. Um, and then, uh, you know, Pam and I bought a motorhome this year, so I'd like to leave Pam behind one weekend <laughs> and take a couple of the guys and go on a little Aren't weekend road trip. she doesn't listen to your podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not anymore. Anyway, um, no, I, um, you know, be, Pam doesn't play disc golf. Yeah. So, I mean, she might get into it, but um, I'd like to just go away, you know, a couple of guys and just. The Kootenai Tour is really yeah. cool. Do you can hit Golden and then drop down and do. Uh, Wycliffe. You know, you hit Wycliffe and Cranbrook and uh, College and Fernie has a course. And there's also, what's the resort in Fairmont there? Fairmont. Fairmont Resort? No, the... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Fairmont Hot Springs. Oh, um... Napika? No, what's it called? Know. Oh, see now. You're going to have to cut all this out. Anyway, the one near Fairmont. Yes. Um, it, yes, you can do a whole tour. Then you can come back down and you can come into Castlegar and do Little Bear yeah. at the golf course. And then you can do Grand Forks. Yeah, I heard so, they've yeah. got one, yeah. 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 And there's lots of cool breweries down yeah. in there, too. And... That's going to be a long weekend. Mm-hmm. Friday to a Monday. Yeah. Yeah. 54 holes a day. No, it's a Thursday night. That's right. Thursday you leave night. Thursday <laughs> yeah. night and you come back Monday night. That's right. Yeah. 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 yeah, no, that'll be cool. So there's a lot in BC. Yeah. Um, my, so Maple Hill will be number one on the list. Um, and then we're going to get into some more um, core stuff in a little bit when we answer another question. But that's that's the main one. Yep. Okay. Okay. So wow. let's 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 give uh, Allison a. And, well, we got to give Megan. Megan we missed Megan prize. first. Let's do Megan. So Megan, Santa's reaching in his sack for you. Oh, we got a glow turn. Nice. A glow turn. Yeah, and actually, nice. I have a package going out to Megan on Wednesday, and we will put this in the box for her. Sweet. Nice. So Megan, you will hear this and probably get it just after you hear this probably or just as yeah anyway so megan you've got a glow turn on your way and we will go um we've got to give allison can you reach in reach in your bag for allison oh this one's a glow leopard a glow leopard while the the sisters are glowing today there you go. And there you go. So you have Allison. No one can be jealous. You have a glow leopard. Yep. There's no, I mean, you can switch them if you prefer. That's <laughs> totally up. So yeah, Allison gets a glow leopard and her sister in Alberta gets glow. a turn. Turn. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Right. So next question up. I think a really good question to follow up with that is one from Justin DeVries. That's what I was thinking of. And he said, where would you go this summer for a disc golf vacation? And I know he's looking for advice because I believe there's a special anniversary. His 20th wedding anniversary, yeah. 20th wedding anniversary and him and his wife both disc golf avidly now. And they're looking to ditch the kids and go somewhere. And and kudos to his wife, Elizabeth. Yes. It's quite sickening, actually. (laughs) That every tournament she enters, she seems to win. She's awesome. a, she's a provincial champion. She went down to the duck duck golf, duck golf at Raptors and won that yep. uh, by four or five shots. And then she, she was in 
um, another one just recently, I think, or maybe one, but I can't remember. Anyway, but yeah. congratulations, Elizabeth. Um, very athletic young doing lady. Yeah. yeah, and doing awesome. So, summer holiday, summer vacation. Um, you start, Clive. Okay, um, this is a tough one because I don't know a lot of courses, but I think I would choose something I wanted to do in the States and then just hit disc golf courses on the way. So I want to go to Nashville. So I go down to Nashville and then play disc golf courses around there. The Music City Opens played down there, I believe. Yep. So, um, and I believe there's some good courses in that area in Absolutely. Tennessee. Yeah. And the, Or I've always wanted to drive Route 66. So I get in the car and beautiful. just hit some, I'm sure you find some amazing courses and some unusual courses and some unique courses mm. instead super of going cool out sites. yeah i've done part of route 66 it's yeah. super fun yeah, yeah instead of going and planning i'm going to play this course even though there's lots of courses i like to play i think you just see a wide variety and you get to do so hey disc golf during the day yep music and beer at night or caesars nice yeah what about you dan um my wife and i've talked about for a couple of years now about going back east so like doing New Brunswick, PEI, that type of area would be kind of a fly out, random motor home for a week and just hit some disc golf courses and Fun. have some lobster. And does your wife play disc yes. golf? Yes, she <laughs> does. Yes, she does. Yes, yeah. she does. Yeah. Not hardcore, but she, no. she gets out there. She enjoys it. Good. Yeah. When I let her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think that'd be fun though for a summer holiday. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I would love to do a repeat of what Craig and I did for our 20th wedding anniversary. We took our truck and camper and we camped our way to Santa Rosa, California, or actually Petaluma. We stayed in Petaluma where we camped and we set up for 10 days there and we played uh, Golden Gate and all the courses that we could get on through Napa and Sonoma. And then on our way down, we played some really cool courses too. Um, and then made our way back up to Vancouver for the Canadians in 2015. And it was so much fun. We booked ahead. We knew where we wanted to golf. And we knew what sites we wanted to see. So we booked KOA campgrounds along the way. And because we knew we could leave our camper there safely when we took our truck. And there was showers. And we could do our laundry and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it was super fun. And tons of golf and tons of cool sites. And I would love to do it again and play different courses and repeat some courses and hit up more wineries oh. and more breweries and fell in love with Deschutes when we were there. Went and probably ate four times while we were staying in Petaluma at Deschutes. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was a super cool vacation. And if I didn't do that, I would probably fly out to Vermont area and uh, rent a vehicle and camp and play, just play disc golf out there. Cool. And um, one thing that all those things probably cost a lot of money um but maybe justin you can go play raptors and then just head south for an hour it's, and hit up hit hope on the way home but you know what honestly <laughs> but the, the washington state resort yeah. and stay yeah. a couple of nights yeah, at the resort depending on what yeah. you want to do though like we we took our truck and camper and we stayed in linden the first night and then our goal uh was we went down to uh just outside of roseburg washington i cannot remember the name of the course Stu mentioned it as his bucket list course like honestly if you're willing to camp it's not that all the courses we played were free and you know eat however you would camping and yeah it's it's a it's a reasonable way to yeah. go and have fun for sure another thing that 
could be good because they're both are competitive is find out if it, where tournament's happening. Yeah. And go play in a go play in a tournament and stay for a weekend, have fun yep. at a tournament. Anyway, that's yeah. that's our that's our. If you advice, if you're yeah. looking to do sites and stuff too, like a, a road trip south across the border, there's so many cool things to see. Just gotta hit up Stokely. He has a separate page just for the adventures they do and all the crazy sightseeing tourist trap type things that they come across. Scott Stokely Adventures. Yeah. And they it's so much fun to find really quirky, fun places to, to visit when it's not a disc golf day. I'm going to go off on a quick tangent here. Good. So Scott Stokely just played the longest disc golf hole in the world. It was 18 kilometers. Yeah. <laughs> we should build one in Kamloops. That's like 19 kilometers. We need to find a trip, like a hiking trail mm -hmm. that's like 19 kilometers long. Even if it's a loop, doesn't matter. Oh, so you want to one up Scott Stokely? No, he well, no, he <laughs> no. He said he said it would be kind of cool to. Hey, now I've done this one. Why doesn't someone else build a longer one? So you just need to put one place where you can put a basket safely, and one place where you can put a starting and go on a. And throw, you know, and throw. throw for 19 kilometers. Yeah, it took, it, it took, yeah, it took them eight hours. I'm going to learn to throw left-handed before we do that so I can yeah. switch my arms off. Yeah, well, I think they started just trying, like, instead of trying to throw 300 feet every time, they were throwing 150 feet. But yeah. Yeah. Got, they got to see some great wildlife terrain. So it's a hike where you're throwing a disc. And they got rained you know. on and a yeah. little bit. Yeah. yeah, that'd be super cool. Yeah. We'll try to fit that into the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> Justin, there's your, go on a 20-kilometer hike and just plant the basket. Yes. Okay, let's give Justin a prize. Justin, he's reaching in his oh. sack. He's pulling out something special, oh, and it's Iron Samurai Three. Wow, he'll like that. An Iron Samurai Three going to Mister DeVries. You bet. There's another one. You can shank into the woods. <laughs> Holy, no shame when he can't be here, hey? Yeah. Okay, so let's let's kind of change things up a bit. We talked a lot about courses. Let's see what else we have. Um, this one, I think, um, let's go to Tambo Chimp, Tim Beauchamp. What do you think it'll take to get more Canadian players in the MPO and FPO ranks on the Pro Tour? That interesting question. I think a, yeah. a tough one as well. Um, Kerry, you have the most experience, so... so you know, we we watched a Canadian player attempt this this year for part of the year. Uh, Casey Hanemeyer yeah. went down and did part of the tour. And um, I haven't had a chance to talk to Casey about it, but I'm sure he was humbled. You know, um, he is a top Canadian player for sure. You know, we just got to look at Thomas, who's up there, top Canadian. He's our top Canadian, number one Canadian player. He's on the tour full time. And that's what it takes you need to be a really good disc golfer i think any f, f mpo that's under a thousand rated that thinks they're going to hit the road and be all happy with, with i don't think it's going to be worth it i think they need to put a lot of time in there needs to be a lot of commitment they need to play a lot of competitive golf they need to know how to deal with the mental aspect of the game they need to know how to lose that's a huge one when you're top of your game in your you local area <laughs> I think it's and and I'm not I'm not saying it mean I'm not saying it in a mean way but when you're the number one player in your area, and you win all the time and you're the highest rated, your ego gets knocked down a few notches when you don't hit the top ten at a big yeah. tournament or the top five or whatever you're looking to do, and um, 
it's very eye-opening. I think the Kamloops crew, the Canadian people need to cross the line down there and start playing A-tiers. Like, you know, we have 900 rated pro players up here. They're advanced. Yeah. They're advanced level players in the States. Like the, it, it's, and I had this conversation this morning on approachable. It's about population. They have so many more people down there playing and so many more events happening where your ability to get competitive like the Dallas Fort Worth area on any given day has seven different leagues going on. If you looked at the Dallas Fort Worth schedule, you, your mind would explode. There's no excuse not to be a good player and competitive. We're up here, like we have an A tier here in May. We have an A tier in July, the BC Open. And then we have an A tier September long weekend in Alberta. And then everything else is out east. So, you know, it's not like we have these be in a tiers happening every weekend. There's not this option to play, to drive to play and come home to our own bed. So there has to be, it's going to take longer for sure, in my opinion, but the best way to do it, like players here in Kamloops or players in Vancouver, get into Washington state and start competing in their series. And it's going to take money. You got to go down, you got to drive, you got to enter, you got to be willing not to bring cash home. You got to stay, you got to eat. It gets tough when you live in Canada to get yourself to that competitive level when you're not surrounded by super competitive people or at your skill level, you know, and Duncan, our local pro here, Discmania sponsored, look at like Duncan, he's, he's outdone everybody here. He comes out. There's no one to be competitive with. There's no one moving up those ranks. If Duncan was in Vancouver, he'd just be at the top now. Like he'd be competing, go down, put Duncan down and, Oregon or California or Dallas and now he's finding his competition now he's working to be in the top 10 and it's hard for Duncan to go do that because he doesn't have the backing or the money to go do that right so that's kind of where I think that we're, we're still in that growing phase in Canada yeah I, I totally Does that agree make sense? I think it's no. a long-term question or answer all all sports premium level athletes start when they're young and we're seeing that now in Kamloops we've got you know Fisher Hilton yeah 10 years old that outplays 90 percent of the adults he's he's yeah. with yeah um you know if he sticks with it he could be who one knows of, yeah. one of those who knows what he's doing. for your average player that's been playing three to five years not gonna yeah. happen and they're, yeah and they're working full-time like these people yeah. you can't have a full-time job no. like we're finding that out you talk to the Holland Hanley's left her full-time job missy gannon left her full-time job um you know joe henderson she's she's not on the tour but even just working on the tour has left her full-time job yeah. so yeah. this is not something that you can have a monday to friday well and, and it's <laughs> not a job you're going to go into and earn six figures no you know is yeah yeah if you earn five figures when you're starting yeah so one scale five figures yeah 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 once you you need that sponsorship to cover some of your fees and then hopefully you make enough that you can afford the gas and the food to do around so it's got to be something you're passionate about and i agree with dan it's very much um because it's a it's a new sport even though it's been around it's basically a new sport so we have um carver whitford we have um matt ohana locally and we have fish who's a 10 year old and you know with, with i think with carver matt they know that they want to go on that track they've yes. decided that yeah. with fisher it's he's a 10 year old that's you know 
yeah. kicking a lot of, as you say, you know, adults' butts on the on the local courses. But again, the local courses aren't a representation of what you're going to play exactly. in a big tournament. And yeah. he's a fantastic little player, and and he's playing. But does when when and I've mentioned this to Justin DeVries. When do you take as as a parent of a ten year old kid that's showing signs? When's that step where you go yes because he's just ten? You know that he really wants to do this. I mean, is he? When re- they really want to. Yeah, do it. is he really doing it now? I mean, he's getting recognition, but he's he's not necessarily getting recognition from his peers because he doesn't have any peers. He's exactly. going out with adults. Yeah. So how much fun is it for a ten year old to go out with adults and and yeah and beat them, but you know, but not have that fun with it with his friends. That yeah. age level camaraderie. Yeah. And you know, down in the states, that's where you have like clubs will have a junior piece to their club. We're like 20 juniors come out on Tuesday night to yeah. play. We don't have that here. No. I don't know any club in Canada that has that. Yeah. I know down in uh, Lower Mainland, they're starting to try to have, you know, we had the BC Junior Championships, yeah. which was huge. The majority of those kids, I think, came from the Lower Mainland. They weren't Northern BC or Kootenai kids or Kamloops yeah. kids. And you go down and down in the States, like every club, like you go an hour outside of Portland, Oregon, like within an hour, you probably have... Between nine hole and championship courses, you yeah. probably have 30, 40, 50 courses to choose from. And there's something happening there every yeah. day of the week. See, to me, Carver should be playing locally when we had um, the BC championship here. I think he needs, this is, you know, he needs to step up and play in the pro division in that. Yeah. And be cha- not, you know, because he won, his, he won the division he was in comfortably. So the next thing is, is, is he ready to take that next step and play against pros and not and not win necessarily yeah. or find it a battle? It, but it's a harder decision with Fisher. Do, do Fisher, do you say, okay, you're not playing in the youth now. Go and play in the recreational or the intermediate because you know, I mean, it's a bunch of sandbaggers in the recreational that should be playing intermediate. But maybe the next step is playing the intermediate. But then he's around adults that are competitive and you know, maybe using some language that a 10-year-old shouldn't be around. Yep. So it, it, they're all he tough decisions. Yeah, and I the other so, thing, yeah. too, you have to have a family situation where, and like this was a situation with Carver for a long time, is there has to be, at a tournament, a PDGA tournament at least, there has to be a non-playing chaperone with them. Yeah. Right. So that person now you have a child like Fisher, who's 10, who wants to excel. What parent chooses not to play so they can chaperone their child? So now this is on the parent who may be very involved and also want to compete. And it's it's difficult. Right. So um, I agree. It's a long term thing. And I really think that you have to have some money in the bank or someone supporting you if you really want to get out on the road and build your skills yeah. and compete day in and day out. It, I'd, be, I'd be curious to talk to Casey and see what he found out. I yeah. Through the grapevine, which is, as we all know, can't always be um, believed, I heard he's not going back on tour. I heard he's not going back to the pro oh, tour wow. this year in 2023. So, you know, is that uh, money? Is it not affordable? You know, is it being away from home for so long? I'd be It'd, it'd be interesting to have that conversation with him. It's only him and Thomas that I know have yeah. done it, right? And Thomas yeah. has got that next level sponsorship and and he's out there. And he's also got a working visa to be in the States that long too, yeah. right? So he can travel. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it's a tough one. I don't see, I mean, Thomas is going to be our white knight out on the tour down in the 
the states are we what female players because we talked about with mpo what about fpo so who are our top fpo players is, is there anybody playing on the tour consistently off the top of my head i i think of Chantal badinsky out of ontario uh you see sandy handles name a lot i believe sandy can play fp40 now we have some up-and-comers, they're not on the tour, but we got Terry Hong coming out of Edmonton. Um, here we have in BC, Alicia Bird, Christy Lee. And Christy Lee can play FP or FP40. Um, Julie Mullins. Like these are, these are the names that stick out to me that our FPO is making a difference, but they're not necessarily on the tour. No. So again, they all have full-time jobs. They all play really well. But are they at a position where they can quit their jobs yeah. and go? Are, are they ranked? Are they rated yeah. high enough? And, you know, it comes down to the problem of Canada. Yeah. Big area, small population. So you don't have that chance unless, you know, you're willing to basically get in a van and drive across Canada and hit every tournament you can. You know, you're not going to play a lot of competitive disc golf in Canada. No. And then as soon as you cross the States, you have to worry about work visas yeah you know how long you can go down for down there, and right? then the costs as well so it's not you know, cheap like i just yeah. looked at you know we're going to vegas for the pro tour to hang out and i thought oh i'm gonna be there maybe i should play fp50 yeah. 300 american yeah. to play the a tier and i know it's an experience and i know it's vegas and i know there's bills to pay i'm a tv i i get it but 300 is just i can afford it but i'm not spending it yeah it's just out of my price range i'm just that's not you know, if you want immediate growth, the thing is success. Thomas Gilbert win worlds next year. Yeah. Then you'll be headlining up here, and there'll be then you'll have a lot more people playing. I think we've we've got a huge boom happening now. We do. Um. So, but let's. Bridge. His goal yeah. is to hit a thousand rated, and he's leaving. He's made yeah. the decision. Okay. He's saving his money. He's going on the tour. Wow. Let's have Noah on when he's done one year on the tour and just see where he's at. Yeah. So I don't think we really answered that. I don't think yeah. that there's a lot going to happen. Just that the sport is booming, and out of that, who knows? Who's, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. But let's um, Santa reach in his sack, sack. and we'll pull out a uh, a gift for Tim. A gift for Tim. Oh, it's a pair of tee box socks with the Canada flag on them. There nice. you go. So Those Tim, are coming at you, Tim. Yeah. When you play in the States, if you go down and play a game, wear your Canada socks. Okay, who should we? I think Rob Clayton has a question that really leads well into that. Okay. So we just talked about what it's going to take to get FPOs and MPOs out there. Rob asks, um, with the growth of disc golf worldwide, let alone locally, what can we do to keep the growth going? Is it more courses, more unsanctioned tournaments to help new people, you know, get into disc golf without the, the cost, the competition? the pressure, the commitment. And besides the pandemic, do we think there was anything else that caused this surge of growth in the past two years? So starting with the surge of growth, I think it was the pandemic. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, you talk to anyone who's in disc golf, there was, there was nothing else. It was the pandemic. Yeah. The world shut down, disc golf stayed open. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you talk to me, when did you start playing? Oh, 2019, 2020. I picked it up in the pandemic. Yeah. Um, you talk to people like even on our own course that were avid ball players or they bowled or they were um, at the climbing gym or just going to the gym, period. 
and they needed an outlet that was just more than going for a walk. Yeah. And they found disc golf. Yeah. So I honestly, Rob, my opinion is this surge in growth in the past two years, it's the pandemic and those people getting their friends and family involved. I think that's what, and there's still, I don't think we've seen the end of it. I think no. the trickle down of those friends and family introducing their friends and family, because now we're heading into a recession. That's a whole other discussion. I'm just gonna <laughs> put, this is still the most affordable sport to get your whole family out doing something. Yeah. Sports are going to become that thing put on the table for families. It's like, do we buy groceries and pay our mortgage or do we pay sports fees? Like it's literally, it's already, if you look at some of the polls coming down to that, the surge in disc golf's not going away. Yeah. So that's no. my take on that. And then the second part about the growth and what we can do for the growth, Yeah. You make it accessible, keep it affordable because you want to play ball golf, thousands of dollars. You want to play hockey, thousands of dollars. You want to play soccer, hundreds to potentially thousands of dollars if you travel. But disc golf, I mean, there's the old ads, you need a, you just need one disc and you can walk onto a course, which is true. And that that's what we need. It's just people yeah. make it accessible for families. Make it, you, want to, you want to keep the growth of the sport going. Yeah. Don't have me coming in as a 50-something-year-old and playing have young people coming in and playing that as yeah. simple as that to make so we need courses that are different a variety of courses so you have we have west side here which is great you can take little kids out to there and well you know to adults then you've got mac island you, you know we've got three three levels of course here basically yeah and i and i think too um i can go back to the unsanctioned tournament thing so People that are local know about Doomsday. Doomsday has been around for 20 plus years and it started out unsanctioned because uh, the founder of it, Colin McKinnon, and just, you know, recently passed away and leaving a big hole in our, in our disc golf community. That was his whole, his whole point was to make it accessible, get people out here. All these disc golfers that we see that come out that are casual golfers that maybe want to dabble in tournament play but don't like the the overwhelming commitment and pressure and yeah it had a little bit of a reputation at the start like you know people would have beers or you know people would partake but people came and played and we have players in our club and board members that wouldn't be playing disc golf if it wasn't for Colin so I really think that keeping tournaments like that available to people it doesn't have to be a series just one unsanctioned tournament where you can bring your family and your friends and you'll learn the rules as you go we're not going to call you for a foot fault and stroke you or you know but keeping the pdga the pdga rules you guys are <laughs> keeping Did I step the, over that line again keeping, yeah, keeping the pdga no, rules in mind yeah. right so you know not making it unsanctioned to the point where everyone's breaking park rules and drinking beer and smoking weed, but keeping it on sanction to the point where you don't feel that overwhelming pressure to memorize the PDGA rule book, but you're becoming familiar with the rules while you go. And then you'll move. That's how you gain tournament yeah. players, right? So, and I'm going to open a can of worms, which I'm going to shut straight away, but that's no fun because we'll have a whole episode about it. But if you want to make it accessible and have people compete, on an equal footing, we need a handicapping system that works so that I can go out and play against Scott Stokely 
and have a chance of beating him. Or Absolutely. And, and that's that's like having a league, right? Having yeah. a league system that... But I'm talking about grabbing those casual players if they yeah. want a tournament feel. Yeah. A small unsanctioned Saturday afternoon yeah. tournament. Or, like you said, making them feel comfortable in truly competing. Yeah. Let's set up a, a proper handicap. A proper game. handicap system where yeah. they've, they've got a chance of winning, a chance of success, or a chance of competing and... I proved it with yeah. Women's League this year. Yeah. Right? Like... Um, I'd be lucky if I get four, five, six women, and I've been trying to do this for 18 years. I had 17 women this year. I think at one point, I think we had 20 unique women yeah. come out and play, and everybody won from like 18 years old to 72 years old. Everybody won at least once. Okay, let's hear from Santa. What's if your we're take, gonna, Santa? No, if we're going to make it more accessible, oh. what's what's the one thing you? Or I shouldn't say more accessible, but accessible but keep the growth going. to keep the growth going what is one thing that you would do to keep the growth going and in the, you might in the just maybe spin it as a business owner too you've seen you've seen the growth in the yeah. two years you you're living the growth right now yeah. so what what do you think has to keep happening um more courses and more events okay keeping people understood just whether it's a, a glow night or just a, a casual tournament people like competitiveness yeah. but also fun and i think just um you know, clinics teaching people how to how to play yeah. is huge. And I'm going to add to that because it, teaching youth how to play. Yes. So yeah. schools, like yeah. schools, like if yeah. we can, if we can get like schools have fields, if we can get them to put a disc basket, yeah, in their school field somewhere for for phys ed or whatever. But kids are going to go over there and they're going to on their own time they're going to throw discs at that basket and just making it more accessible to kids. But having a I, I know it's a lot of work and the KDGC do a, a lot of great stuff um, and someone has to step forward and do that and we have someone that's working on a, a youth program but if we can get into every school every year and get and get kids engaged, th- in, engaged in discs and give them, you know, not give them but give them the ability to get a starter set and go play then I think that will be a huge step. It well, is. We just had another elementary school two weeks ago or Four baskets and forty putters, also awesome. in in town. Yeah. Okay, you don't see which one. Um, yeah, I gotta find. Well, well, he's looking. Yeah. I'll say yeah. when Eric was here and building um, Mac Island, he stayed with me. We had a lot of great conversations, and I've been to Emporia, and everywhere you go in Emporia, there's baskets. Like every every school has baskets, not necessarily eighteen, not even necessarily nine. Eric's philosophy is if there's space put a basket in it, grow the sport, make it more visible to the community. Yeah. And then people will use those baskets. People will go down to the park. You know, kids are playing on the playground, have a practice basket in there. Yeah. Mom and dad can putt. People will be like, oh, what is that? Oh, hey, let me tell you about it. He, You build it, they will come. It's And I'm, I'm a firm believer of it too. So it's a matter of, it's a big task. Emporia has it because it's the home of DD. Yeah. Right? Um, but... Green space, city park. I'd love to see two baskets in city park. You have yeah. an event. Oh, yeah. You have an event. We have that huge green space in the middle of city park downtown yeah. in Riverside. If there's an event happening, take them out of the ground, put them in storage, put them back in. Yeah. You know. So Good yeah, idea. I, I like it. McGowan Park Elementary. Nice. Oh, nice. Oh, they have the property for it too. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that, Sweet. that's very cool. Just up, just up the hill. Yeah. That's my. That was my daughter's elementary school. Yeah. Time for Santa to dig deep. Dig into deep. his sack. Grab your sack. Yeah, got it. And pull and something out. A glow yarn for Rob. A glow yarn for Rob. Awesome. 
Lots of glowing going on tonight. Which works out because I know he likes Gastoplast and he likes glow. Sweet. Okay. So we have a couple more questions from listeners. The next one is from Dorian. Dorian, uh, yes. And he asked a question we kind of answered. Do you want to read out the question that he Yeah, sent he wants to know your favorite challenge on a disc golf course. Is it hitting lines, setting up for putts? So I feel like when we kind of talked about our favorite style, of course, yeah. we, we hit that. But we could maybe massage this question a bit, like you had said. And yeah, so we'll, we'll answer a little bit differently. We'll, we'll talk about what kind of shot gives us the most gratification. Yeah. when you play it so dan what gives you the most gratification on a disc golf course i think on a long par the upshot when you can you're like halfway and you can park it put it into the circle or yeah cool so what disc would you use for that nice straight one a tl or a crave probably yeah or it depends, depends on how far it is really yeah, i true. guess it's yeah yeah Depends on what you call an upshot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Some if, you, if you're taking call an upshot 150 feet, yeah, yeah that, I would say 100. Butter, yeah. I'd say 150 feet in would be an upshot oh, for me. Oh, then I do. Yeah. I've got an old G-Star P2. Okay. How about you, Carrie? Um, I really, I really, I'm a big fan of the upshot as well, and it's because when I started playing in Kamloops, I was the only female that played, so I never drove as far off the tee as everybody else. But my mid-game had to become really strong to try to keep par. Um, and something else that just feels so good is when I do a patent pending. And I can lace a really good patent pending, like considered a scramble shot maybe. Yeah. But yeah, it's, but yeah that whole upshot and like that patent pending for scramble is it's, when it's done yeah. perfectly, it's very rewarding. Yeah, mine is hitting that line on your drive. And it, it can be like a narrow one, but I'm thinking of even hole number 14 on Rose Hill where you're coming down the hill mm -hmm. and you can play that shot that has a little bit of an S curve on it. So yeah. you put it out to the to the left and it just comes back and there's a big tree in it and then you know it's going to drop right down in there. So that's, you know, when you, you when I hit that line and you know as soon as you throw it, that's that's got a chance of the birdie. Awesome. On, on a on a you know, so hitting that line just anytime I hit the line off you know yep off the tee pad it's pretty good the flight of the flight of a perfectly thrown disc yeah still to this day just is so yeah. amazing to watch yeah, it's rewarding cool. it's it so is. rewarding yeah. anyone's yeah. anyone's where you just you know they've connected and they've trusted yeah yeah it's awesome okay um well let's get Santa. His sack must be getting tired. Getting there. Getting there. Oh, it's another pair of T-Box socks. Nice. T-Box socks for Dorian. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll reach out to everybody um, before the episode and either we'll get them out mailed out to you or you can just pick them up from Dan's store. Yeah. Um, last question was a kind of uh, interesting one. We're not going to answer it. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> um, but it's from Dave, who used to live in Kamloops. Now I believe he's in Ottawa now. Is he? That yeah, correct? Ottawa. Yeah. And he he dives discs, and he, he I think he was fishing for something here. But he wanted to know who is the best, our favorite, or our favorite. Who's our favorite disc, disc dyer? Um, and I don't know all the disc dyers out there, so we we weren't gonna you know from the three or four that we knew, we weren't going to necessarily pick one, but. 
we have a challenge for disc dives out there, and uh, Owen Dantaclaws is going to tell us about that challenge. Well, we're going to put it on our social media here shortly. We're going to get a bunch of any disc dyers that want to send in a disc, and we will let the Canada Instagram followers decide who is the best disc golfer. And we'll have a prize for the uh, a bunch of blanks for the winner. And all the discs that are sent in to be voted on, we're going to auction off for fundraising for one of the local courses. Yep. So if you are a disc dyer and you wanted to participate in this, again, we'll have listeners and social media people that follow us, Okanagan Disc Supply, basically yeah. disc golfers, they will vote on their the, favorite their favorite yeah yeah and so um while we love you dave we're not going to call you our favorite yet we'll, we'll <laughs> yes. let the people decide so okay. if you're a disc dyer and you get hit up by open on the supply or flight paths in your dms answer it because we're looking for you to send us something yeah. get, and, get involved it's a great way to get your name out there your name will be posted on social media and you'll give be given props and credit and for your disc as well so yeah. Let everybody know who you are and whose disc it is. And, and it'll be a great fundraiser to promote yeah, disc yeah. golf. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully so, we get lots. There you go, Dave. Sorry. Well, that's all the questions. And Santa has to reach in his bag one more time. Okay, what you got? What you got, Santa. Well, seeing as it's for Dave, we'll send him a, uh, the bag was empty, but I know I know there's some blanks at the shop that we'll send him out a blank to, okay. to buy. Okay, awesome. Sweet. Maybe he'll send it back to us. Okay, um, there was one other question. Um, there's a little bit of controversy right now about the dress code that's come out and, and what people should be wearing. So we're going to talk about the PDGA and some of the things that will be going on with the PDGA in a future episode. But... Um, William? When, when, when we have more information. Well, when we have more yeah. information. But so, will, sorry, William. <laughs> William has a question about OKDS and what they'll be supplying for for kits, but we will be having new shirts next year for the OKDS team. and Will there be well, some new colors? Some new colors, based yeah. Based on, but also the same colors, too. There's just more of a, a range. variety. And the ladies will have their own special design jerseys as well. We're working on that, like, too. So. Secret news, but we're building a killer ladies team. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So sorry, William. We don't want to get into PDGA rules and updates right now. And while well, there's controversy surrounding it, but at a later date, we'll have a whole PDGA episode. But we do appreciate your humor. Yes. And um, yeah. So yeah. yeah and but no kilts. No, no kilts. No kilts. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, thank you everybody for your questions. Your gifts will either be sent out to you or if you're local, you can pick them up from Dan or just contact Dan or ourselves and we'll figure out a way of getting them to you, hopefully before Christmas. And I want to wish Kerry a Merry Christmas and I'm looking forward to starting things in the new year. We do have a couple of exciting guests lined up. Should we announce those guests? I think we for sure can announce the one that will be released in January that Oh yeah, we well we we, I, we I had a teaser hinted. out there. We had a teaser. So our first episode of the year will be Missy Gannon, and great interview. Such a such a warm, open person, so and positive. and we have two other um, FPOs in the works. Um, we won't announce them yet 
until we've got them recorded and on tape, and then we'll we'll send out the teasers because he, who knows what happens between yeah. now and 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 the new year. So thank you to Kerry, and look forward to doing more episodes in the new year. Thank you for to Dan for being a sponsor, uh, for being supportive, and for being Santa today. Yeah, absolutely. You're welcome. It was a pleasure to be here. Can you give us a ho ho ho? No, <laughs> I'm keep, I'm gonna keep her. <laughs> And I just want to say Merry Christmas, Clive. This has been fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I love being the the other side of the table on this podcast. Cool. And having a women's voice in disc golf on this kind of platform. So I'm looking forward to, to 2023. And to Dan, thank you for everything you do. And you guys, if you're shopping online for Christmas, there's still time to get discs. Hit, hit up OkanaganDiscSupply.com. And uh, use the code FLIGHTPATHS and you'll get 10% off any qualifying purchase. That's just Santa putting all his booze away. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Um, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, everybody. And we'll Merry see you Christmas. in 2023. 2023. It's going to be big and it's going to be awesome. Merry Christmas. <laughs>